Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Hi, friends, and welcome to part four, the final part of our series called Work as a Sacred Practice. Uh, We've been exploring these themes for the last uh, over a month now, and I hope the series has been helpful to you. Um, If this is your first podcast episode that you're tuning into, uh, you are welcome to just start here, and you can also explore the other three parts of the series or any episodes that resonate with you. Um, This episode is a little bit different than what I normally do um, in that it is essentially a narrated essay. So as part of the week four learning module, um, there's an essay which I'll read for you today as as this episode. And there's also lots of other supplemental materials, um, journaling prompts, a tarot spread, um, and some insights on um, astrology and the planet Jupiter and uh, what that planet or that archetype might have to teach you this season in the next year as we move into 2020. So you can, um, you know, just drop in and listen today. And you can also, if you want to get the entire course content for free, you can do that um, at the link in the show notes and you'll just sign up and you'll get the weekly emails starting with week one, uh, which is what spirituality can do for your career. Um, I will be turning this course into a paid offering soon. Um, I now I'm realizing that I should have decided when I was going to do that. I'm planning on getting it ready next week uh, before I take my winter break, but I would assume um, in January it will become a paid offering. So if you'd like to receive all of the learning modules for free, um, you should sign up, you know, before the end of 2019 and those will be there for you. And they'll also be there for you after that. Um, They just uh, might cost a little bit. So, um, This is actually the last podcast of the year. Um, It's hard to believe, but I will be taking a little pre and early winter break. So I'll be back with you in January. Um, This episode is all about working with cycles of change. And the season of winter is like this sacred pause that we get and we can work with it or embody it in whatever ways make sense to us. I know it's a real privilege that, you know, I get to take a couple of weeks off and that's not available to everyone, especially those who work in retail and are just probably working the most they ever do this time of year. So, you know, you get to find the ways that winter can support you in your life and in your career. And I just encourage you to do that um, however you can. And of course, you know, winter begins on the the solstice on December 21st, but it's with us, you know, until mid to late March. So you have plenty of time to sink into this really restorative season. Um, Before I sign off for the year, I just want to remind folks about two things that are coming up in January in case you want to get ahead and enroll for those now. Um, the first one is a discussion group on January 8th at noon um, until about 1.15. Um, and this is just for those of you in Portland who would like to get together and talk about some of the concepts that are coming up. I'm going to facilitate a discussion loosely based on 
essentially nature-based goal setting. <laughs> so, you know, around the new year, there's all this um, hoopla about resolutions and setting goals. And I totally get that. And I, I often feel that refreshing kind of energy as well. Um, but I think there's a, a maybe a healthier, more natural way to do that. So I'll be asking some questions and leading some discussion around how we can focus our energy for the year ahead and talk about the structures that we need, what's really worth our focus and how we determine uh, what's aligned for us and what is really just a waste of energy. Um, so I'd love to have you there if you're in Portland. The location is TBD, but it will be centrally located and you can learn more and sign up at the link in the show notes. Um, the other thing is that our winter course will be starting on January 21st. This is an in-person course for four weeks. Um, it's focused on winter-based career development. So in week one, we'll be looking at rewilding work and what that means and how it can apply to our lives and how powerful it can be to sort of reconnect with our own rhythms in and outside of our careers. Uh, week two, we'll look at the principles of winter. So this season and what the natural world is doing and how we feel that in our bodies um, and what that has to tell us about, you know, how we can make positive change that time of year. Week three is about structured reinvention in your career. So what are the actual changes that are ready to come through and how can you allow them to do so? And then week four, we'll be talking about how to take that into your business or your organization, how to apply some of these themes um, to your larger community. So it's going to be a really lovely mix of you know, applied learning, some theory, some accountability, um, and I'd love to have you if it resonates. Uh, so again, we'll be starting July, January 21st. We'll meet Tuesday nights for four weeks, um, and there's early bird pricing until January 6th. So right now it's $189, and then after the 6th, it will bump up to $220. Um, so you can learn more about that and enroll if you would like to at our website, wildnewwork.com, or at the link in the show notes. All right, why don't we dive in with our opening invocation? So as always, you know, you're invited to take a deep breath with me. Settle into your body a little bit more. And you can just let these words wash over you. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Chinook people, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. And of course, I am grateful to this earth, which continues to support us and provide for all of our needs. As I discussed in part three of this series, many of us carry a cultural belief that there is a concrete place or status we need to get to in our careers. We buy into the idea that there's a job, title, or salary level that, once reached, will bring us ongoing contentment and permanent satisfaction. Everything in our lived experience and in the natural world tells us that this is a lie, and yet many of us pine for it every day. I'm here to tell you that there is nowhere you need to get to. There's no rush. The contentment is available to you here, now, 
And that doesn't mean that you need to stay where you are forever. In fact, you cannot stay where you are forever because cycles of change are inevitable. Our work is to adapt to these changes in an aligned way so that over time, the work life we build is one that sits upon a foundation of our own integrity and joy. As a culture, we need to change our definition of success when it comes to our careers. We need to widen our perspective so that we can see that all throughout a healthy career, there are cycles of endings and beginnings. What matters much more than where we get to is how we get there. And it's absolutely possible to create a career that's healthy enough to offer you meaning, personal expression, and financial stability. But nothing lasts forever, and to create such a career requires your adaptability and connection to the deep wisdom that guides you. Ecological succession is a wonderful, nature-based example that can help us understand the cycles of change that we go through as working people. Ecological succession is the process by which an ecosystem experiences a disturbance and then reintegrates after that disturbance. For example, let's say that a mature forest experiences a naturally occurring wildfire. The fire is the disturbance or the catastrophe, and the new life that sprouts after the fire is the beginning of the integration process. The ecosystem seeks balance after the disturbance and pioneer plants and creatures begin to help it restabilize, eventually giving way to more mature plants and animals that can thrive until the next disturbance. Many of us view disturbances like wildfires, landslides, or earthquakes as tragedies for an ecosystem, but the truth is that they are necessary ways by which the earth remains balanced. They make room for new life, often bringing greater diversity to a place, and they ensure that nothing remains stagnant. It is also true that human-caused climate change has brought with it too many disturbances, so large and disruptive that ecosystems aren't able to recover. We are also balancing the fact that disturbance in our career are natural phenomena, and there is a tremendous amount of pressure on our inner, inner ecosystems right now. It's inevitable that job opportunities will go away and new ones will surface, but you may also be experiencing the stress of living in a society without basic safety nets like affordable medical care and access to education. I won't gloss over these realities, but I also want to empower you to embrace the changes that are presented to you. Using an ecological model, we can learn to work with change in a more natural way. Disturbances will always occur in our careers, whether they come in the form of job losses, promotions, choosing to start your own business, taking a sabbatical, having kids, or retirement. Disturbances are not bad or good, they simply are, even though the brain will want to tell you a story about them and what they mean for your future. A wildfire or an earthquake isn't bad or good, it just is. The ecosystem doesn't wallow in the fact that a disturbance happened, it simply begins the process of integration. That said, human-made catastrophes that arise from carelessness and abuse of the earth are not morally neutral. We have to take responsibility for those and do the work to allow the earth to recalibrate and sustain life. When we experience a disturbance to our career's ecosystem, how can we integrate it in a healthy way? In my personal experience with this and in my work mentoring others who are met with disturbances in their careers, I've seen three primary adaptive strategies. One, accept that the disturbance occurred and accept what it has done to your ecosystem. Without judgment, see if you can name objectively what has happened. For example, my manager has quit five days after hiring me, or I'm being forced to resign my position or I'm being asked to take on more responsibility in this role. 
Accept the feelings you have about the disturbance, letting them flow through you without getting stuck. Your feelings will change, so let them. You are always allowed to feel how you feel, even if it doesn't make sense. Immediately after the disturbance, you'll want to stay very present with what's arising. No sudden moves is a wise strategy at this time. Let your new reality sink in, noticing where you're resistant to it and where you welcome it. Strategy number two, monitor your perspectives about the disturbance. As your new reality sinks in, even if it's a welcome one, like a job change or a fresh opportunity, your brain will attempt to pull you into fear about it. Change brings waves of unknown factors, and our brains can see that as a problem or a crisis. In this state, the work you did to objectively name your reality in step one as, let's say, I am leaving this job and will find a better one, can become, I'm an idiot for thinking I could ever do better than this organization and I'll never find another job. Again, the wildfire isn't a problem, it simply is. Of course, we can mourn the loss of mature trees and animals that have been displaced, but if we stay stuck in the story that wildfires or career transitions are bad, we don't have the energy to help the ecosystem become restored. If you're stuck in a story about the past that feels disempowering to you, write a new one. Return to your new story again and again until it lives in you. Notice where there's new life in your ecosystem. If you return to periods of mourning the disturbance, know that that's normal and a natural part of the process. Strategy number three, take grounded actions to help yourself adapt. When we experience a disturbance, even if it's something small, like a project going differently than we expected, we're offered the choice between resisting and adapting. If we resist the disturbance, we're in denial about our reality and we're wasting our energy. If we can accept what's happened, which doesn't have to mean that we believe it's okay that it happened, then we give ourselves the spaciousness to move forward in a healthy way. After a disturbance in an ecosystem, the creatures that have survived or come in afterward need to grow and proliferate. They are focused on their primary survival needs. How can I feed myself? How can I find shelter? How can I propagate new life? This level of focus is helpful to us as well. After a disturbance, we need to get grounded and remember what's most important to us at this time, which I believe is always our integrity. How can the actions we take be rooted in a solid understanding of ourselves and how we want to be in the world? For example, if you've experienced a disturbance such as losing or leaving your job, how can you take actions now that are an embodiment of the best version of yourself? What would the wisest, most assured version of yourself do now that you're on the other side of this disturbance? What's most important for you to rebuild, nurture, or rescue? Aligned steps build aligned careers, and this is a practice that we can come back to each day, releasing perfection, but remaining focused on cultivating our own integrity. Change is inevitable for every creature on this earth, and the fact that you're here today is a testament to your own resilience. No matter what the state of your career ecosystem is, whether it's in disarray, restabilizing, or in a period of calm, you have the inner strength to manage whatever comes, and you are not alone. To approach work as a sacred practice can include the acceptance of help from others in your life and or from the divine. The earth as a whole is interested in life continuing, and change is a critical component of that. You are supported in the same way that an ecosystem is supported, given the sunlight and the soil that it needs in order to thrive. 
I want to thank you for joining me on this four-part journey into sacred work. I hope that it has enlivened you and shifted your perspective about what's possible in your career. If you'd like to go deeper, this week's supplemental materials can be found at the link below, and you can always learn more about the services that I offer, such as mentorship, workshops, and more at awellnewwork.com. And if you know others who would benefit from this course, please send them the link in the show notes. Thank you again for being here, and I'll be back with you in January with some fresh insights on the podcast um, and a return to our normal format. Be well, and I'll see you soon. Bye.